You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to the Grolix Podcast. Hey, I'm Randy. Who are you guys? I'm Liston. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Melanie. <laughs> Okay, so this uh, obviously something's amiss. Something's going on here. What, what is going be? on here? <laughs> what is going on here? So, hey, we got a little in-house news we're going to talk about, and then we're going to actually get to the episode at hand, which is not anything that you're expecting. This is something different. This is something special. Although, if you read the episode title and description, you you do know what to expect. You so. know exactly what's happening, and it's not surprising at all. No, this what our intro might be a little surprising. To us, even. Yeah. But we assume, like most of the world, you don't read, so. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Snap. Jesse, you have some stuff yes. coming up. Like, what's going on? Well, uh, this is July when this when this episode's going to air. So uh, on July 13th, 14th, and 15th, it's O'Comic-Con in uh, Council Bluffs at the Mid-America Center. And I will be tabling with Axton. It's kind of our big show of the year. And we will have the Grolix banner up, and uh, so you can stop by if you're in Council Bluffs, Iowa. Got to wave that um, Grolix banner. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know they have uh, Okamicon has like they have a really cool kind of thing that I don't think I've ever seen at a convention before, uh, and it's the podcast arcade, and it's kind of like a artist alley but for podcasters. Like I've seen, I've seen podcasters at cons before, but I've never seen them kind of get their own area. Like they have their own area at this con. And I think that's kind of interesting, unique, and new. Mm -hmm. I should be there. You should. And you should record people that are are fans because I, we need to prove it to to me. Prove that there's proof (laughs) to you. We need to prove it to you that we have (laughs) listeners and fans. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we get, we get listener mail sometimes. Well, of course, but they're like three people or something. Three people, yeah. We have, yeah, that's true. I like it, those. It's kind of surreal, actually. Like I think I told you guys about last year, where I was sitting down doing a podcast with Eddie from Daydream Instruction Manual, and another podcaster comes up and he's like, "Yeah, we're taking off." You know, da 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 da, and it was oh, you guys are recording right now, <laughs> and he's like, and and he's like, oh yeah, this is Jesse from Grog's podcast. He's like, you're from Grog's podcast? Oh, and I'm like, what? That <laughs> That's is not what I expected. That is awesome, yeah, yeah and crazy. You want so at least that, huh? other podcasters kind of listen to us. Yeah, well, I'm glad you guys listen to other podcasts. Then <laughs> <laughs> we try, we try to spread it around. What were the dates on that again, Jesse? Uh, they are the 13th, 14th, and 15th. Awesome. Um, and I think uh, Friday usually starts a little bit later, like in the afternoon kind of thing. I think like 3 to 7 or something. And then uh, Saturday and Sunday are all day. Or Saturday's all day, and then Sunday goes to like 4 or something. Typical con hours kind of thing. We recently... Uh, well. We, I say we, it's the royal we. Uh, actually, I mean you, Randy. You yeah. had an interview with Dustin for the EMC Podcast Network, uh, which is which is fortuitous that we would be talking about that now. Yeah, and I believe this will because of our episode. 
this will come up briefly, I believe, in what listener, what you're about to hear. But yeah, on the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network at electronicmediacollective.com, I recently, uh, this last month, had recorded an interview with Dustin Smothers, who's been on the show before, back in, I believe it was towards the beginning of 2017 was the last time Dustin was on our show. He was when when we uh, rambled on about Westworld and should have earned a check for promoting HBO that we never got. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I recorded an uh, interview with him for the podcast network, just mainly, uh, it's all pretty much all about him, just mainly to catch up on like, because he's always got lots of podcast stuff going on. And also like, so he's getting, he, he, he's, he didn't go too far into it, but if you want to listen to it, like you should check this episode out to hear about it. He's got sponsorships and I was like, oh, cool. Or you got sponsors, whatever, thinking for his podcast. No, he got sponsors for him, like clothing sponsors. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. To promote on, because he's got a decent social media following. And so he got like... What kind of crazy stuff is this? Right? I was like... (laughs) You know, I'd heard of stuff like that with like big celebrities and stuff where they're, you know, paid to use a product or wear clothes. A lot of times it's clothes. And I think with Dustin, it's clothes, but wear clothes in like their Instagram snaps and stuff like that. So so I should start doing tweeting and Instagrams and then people will pay me because... Well, you kind of got to market yourself too Maybe. as a brand. Come on. I mean, you are a brand. You've seen my Facebook. You do have... Yeah, you do have a specific thing. Uh-huh. Like a... Yeah, we just need to get you a following. No, I don't know how many... I don't know that it's really that great. I don't get that much. Facebook's hard though. Some of, some of my posts don't even get likes. <laughs> no, not many though. <laughs> I, I, I'm just like, what if, what, what if people sent me shirts to wear... <laughs> And take pictures of myself and be like, this is me taking a picture of me with the shirt and a hot dog. Oh, yeah. You know what? I don't, don't, wear, don't wear this shirt with hot dogs, kids. I just. Oh, you wouldn't want to take pictures of yourself. I would be yourself, the worst though. at it. No. I wouldn't take pictures of myself. I just want some free shirts. You know what I'd do? <laughs> you would just be like, here's a picture of the shirt. That's exactly what I would do. Obligation fulfilled. I'd be like, that's my closet and there's a shirt. Bam. I call this still life with a corporate shirt. I mean, <laughs> check it out. <laughs> and by check, I mean send it in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> and I will endorse it and I will put it in my account. <laughs> uh, uh, wow. Okay. That's what happens. <laughs> That's so, what yeah, happens. check out that interview. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Catch up on all Dustin's stuff because he's he's got all kinds of like, what were you gonna say? We need merchandise like T-shirts and things. We, hey, we, hey, it's interesting oh, that you say that. I'm so glad you mentioned that. <laughs> you can get a Grolix T-shirt. Oh, <gasps> you can slap a Grolix on a T-shirt. You can slap a Grolix on anything because we also have Grolix stickers. I want some. You want to rest your head on the G logo? Yeah. You can Grolix pillow. Boom. How did I not know these things? Do you like do you like Grolic Cinematic Universe? Sure, I've never well, listened to it, but I bet I would. <laughs> you can get a shirt <laughs> with that logo on it too. Okay. And more in the future. You want a phone case with Grolic's podcast on it? I don't usually go for phone cases. Yeah, me neither. That's one of the weirder <laughs> things that I'm always like phone cases. Do you have a child? No, <laughs> but I have nieces and nephews. They count, right? They're little creatures. We have we have onesies for little, your little creatures with little Grolix logo on it. Oh, that's a cute. Yeah, you put a little yeah. swear logo on, yep. on on your baby. Yep, the little Grolix. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the little, that little Grolix. Uh, yeah. I like that. Uh, I w- Man, I don't think the link's up on Grolix podcast. It will be. 
by the time this episode goes up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You'll be able to go to GrawlixPodcast.com and check out our merchandise or tpublic.com slash user slash EMC. But I don't expect you to remember that. It's, it's through tpublic and it's, I set up, the store is set up under the Electronic Media Collective. But so far they have an EMC shirt and a bunch of garlic stuff. Do we have reasonable pricing? Because I got more to buy one. Okay. The pricing is, it's not bad. Not amazing. Okay. <laughs> Am I selling this? It's 20 bucks a shirt. That's standard pretty much. It's standard. Yeah, exactly. I prefer personally, I'm a cheapy. cheap. Too. I'm a cheapo. I like a cheaper one. But we often, there's often sales. That's what I was going to say. In which uh, it goes down to like 14 bucks a shirt, oh. which is pretty solid sale. Yeah. And you can actually get up to, my big thing is like, you can actually get up to 5X. I was yeah. like, yes, that's amazing. Um, and it's only like three bucks more, which mm-hmm. is awesome. So yeah. Yeah. You don't need a big shirt that big anymore. I don't need a shirt that big anymore, but people do. And I remember being frustrated when I did. Yeah. And I couldn't find any. So this episode, uh, you're going to hear, see, Melanie, we had to have you on at the intro because you're not on the rest of this episode. Yeah. The listener's going to go through Melanie withdrawals. Oh, well. <laughs> did did Melanie uh, watch Cobra Kai? No. no. Did you want you to? Didn't. I didn't. I don't. I barely remembered it existed. I'm sorry. Uh, um. <laughs> no, I I think Randy mentioned it to me at one point, and then I started talking about something else and completely forgot about it. And he so, what do you have- think, as someone that hasn't seen it? Like, do you like the idea of them continuing the Karate Kid? I didn't even like the second Karate Kid or the third one. So no, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it just got weird, and. It was almost like Moffat, like he has to just make his, his, uh, everything bigger and grander, but then at the end, it's just kind of a letdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the movies. I haven't seen the, the show. I don't know what, I don't even think, he's not even in it, is he? Who? Uh, is Ralph Macchio in it? The show? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was, I thought it was about like the, the bad guy, you know. The bully kid. Yeah. It is, but Ralph Macchio is also in it. They're, they're both kind of the main characters. Are they still having a rivalry? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess maybe. And, I don't know. and they mentioned the second and third movie. Uh, you know, like they're referenced, but it plays more on yeah. the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Do they talk about how that guy can keep a chick to save his life? <laughs> no, they don't. I hope they go into that in the second season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so Karate y- Kid, more like y- the Karate Player. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what you're, we're going to cut over to the actual Grolix Bites episode. Okay. Uh, we released this because, ooh, it's going to be extra long now, actually. Because, But <laughs> yeah, the Grolix Bites episode, without this intro that you've been listening to for probably 20 minutes easily now, is like an hour and 40 minutes. Like, it kind of outgrew the bites <laughs> aspect of it. Big time. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and throw this up in what's normally a regular episode or what we call Grolix Prime Spot. Prime time, Grolix prime time. Or I thought it was like Earth Prime, you know, like the original. It is like, yeah, it is like Earth Prime. Yeah. Exactly. Was it Grolix prime time? Wasn't that a YouTube thing that we did? (laughs) Yeah, that was supposed to be like the TV. (laughs) We have too many, we have too many ideas. It's just true. It's true. Eventually it all just get consolidated or something. We'll have a crisis on infinite podcasts. (laughs) Crisis on infinite (laughs) Grolix? There we go. I'll I love just, it. We'll just we'll just all put it all in the same thing and be like, nope, it's all just Grolics now. Just all Grolics. Nights, days, primes and bites and t- 
times, it's all it's all a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's all one cinematic universe. Oh, oh. maybe that's what'll maybe that's what'll happen in episode one hundred. <laughs> Crisis on Infinite. I can't even talk. Infinite. <laughs> Infinite. <laughs> I need I need one of those in in fifth in fifth in this gauntlets. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Luckily, it's not voice activated. You just snap it. Any one of those. So that that <laughs> reminds me. So what you're gonna hear on this episode is mostly we're gonna discuss. Uh, it'll be me, Jesse, and Dustin Smothers. We're gonna discuss Cobra Kai. But we will also talk a little bit about like Infinity War and some other stuff. And I want to give a heads up because I don't think we did on the actual bites. Uh, spoilers for Infinity War. I think we just kind of jump into it in the episode. But if they listen to yeah. us, then we already spoiled Infinity War for them. True. But I know that um, McMaddie. If you come here for Cobra Kai and we spoil Infinity War, that's kind of like a dirty trick. Oh, I and, see. I see. And like Matt, uh, Matt Downs, I know hadn't listened to our recent episodes because he hadn't seen Infinity War yet. Okay. So it's a fair, you know, yeah. just a warning, fair warning. Yeah. And maybe Deadpool too. I don't remember if we talked much about Deadpool or not, mm. but that yeah, seems like something that might have come potential up. spoilers for that. Uh, so one other thing, <laughs> listeners, like I'm done. I don't care anymore. One <laughs> other twenty thing. minute intro. <laughs> I I wasn't even gonna listen to this one because it's about Cobra Kai. <laughs> So one other thing is I did it I I I made a like a very amateur move on this recording. My audio sounds real bad because my levels were way high and I was clipping. And I did a little uh podedit.com magic on it to kind of smooth it out a little bit, but it's still it's still a little rough. It's listenable. I don't think it's hard to listen to. It just doesn't sound great. And you know, I try to make these things sound at least decent most of the time. Um, so yeah, just a heads up, my bad, I'm going to sound rough. Jesse and Dustin sound fine. And most of the time I sound fine, but sometimes I don't. So, and Randy has an annoying attention to detail. So, yeah. So I just have to draw, bring everyone else's attention to that detail. So now they can be annoyed by it too. Yeah. It's going to be like when, when we have a big TV and he's like, look, if, if the, if the, uh, thing we're watching is all white, there's a faint blue line at the bottom of the screen. This TV is ruined. It is room. Yes. <laughs> so when you're watching Fargo, uh, the illusion is lost. Fargo especially, it's all white. I know. That's the only reason I even saw the thing. You that's the damaged television. You can't have that. How about this? You can have the Mona Lisa, but I'm going to smear a little blue strip across the bottom, and you're going to tell me that's as good as it's supposed to be? If it's faint and I only see it like once a year, yeah, I'll be fine with that. I'll have the Mona Lisa, so... Well, it won't be worth jack because it'll be jacked up. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> wow. I like I like how we just like destroyed the Mona Lisa to make a point just now. <laughs> I will destroy the Mona Lisa to make this same point. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Randy became a supervillain. <laughs> 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 Why did he do it? <laughs> to make a point to, to his girlfriend. To prove a point to his girlfriend. <laughs> About what? <laughs> Television quality, picture quality. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to the show.
Welcome to the Grolix Podcast. This is a uh, this is a Grolix Bites, I think. See the yeah, my, that's what we call them. My 2018 resolutions of uh, of confidence it doesn't extend to bites. Bites are something else, but they are something else. It's been a long time since we did a Grolix Bites. You've already heard Jesse there. I'm Randy, obviously, but uh, that's that's not all. We have a guest. We have a, a returning guest to the show. What's going on, Dustin? Hey, it's good to be back. Yeah, last time, uh, well, I think I've done stuff with you guys since, but yeah, Westworld, when me and you uh, Mm -hmm. gushed about Westworld for 60 straight minutes last year. (laughs) Season two is awesome. I'll throw that out there, but the... Randy here, obviously, and I wanted to jump in real quick, real quick, because since we recorded this episode with Dustin, and since we recorded the intro to this episode with Melanie... There's been more developments, and it's very relevant to this this episode. I wanted to jump in again and add this. Dustin and myself are starting a new podcast. Uh, this is this is not one of my doings. This is Dustin. Dustin's idea, his baby. It's gonna be on his network. It's called Debugging Westworld. Yeah, you can guess what it's about. In fact, this episode goes up Monday. The first episode, I believe. Is scheduled for Friday. We will every episode will we will watch and discuss an episode of Westworld. We're gonna start right at the beginning, and hopefully by the time we work through the first two seasons, season three will be about about ready to start. I just want to let you know, since this is our guest episode with Dustin, so you should definitely check it out. It'll be available at ProWrestlingMothership.com. Called Debugging Westworld, and I believe it'll also show up on electronicmediacollective.com. I can't imagine it won't. That's all. I'm super excited. I am pumped for it. I'm really excited to talk about the show we're going to talk about today because it was really yeah. Surprisingly so Dustin fun. Smothers, I suppose I should give you a proper intro uh, from <laughs> the Pro Wrestling Mothership Network, uh, No Coast Nerd, uh, just everything. He's on everything. <laughs> I'm on everything. <laughs> I'm on every. There's a. Eminem song that starts like that about drugs. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I will I will warn you guys. Like it's the end. Like I'm nearing the end of a vacation week, and my uh, like my silly bone is just tickled because I haven't had to work <laughs> for about six days. So I've had no interruptions in my happy place. So I uh, this could get interesting. I might be all over the place. Darkest season of our adventures. Here we go. Yeah, Jesse <laughs> keeps saying that. I keep saying that. Because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that leads me to believe that well, the conversation may kind of bounce around, go uh, from here here to there. But the main thing we're going to talk about is uh, Jesse's uh, recommendation, uh, Cobra Kai. Yeah, it, it, it never dies. <laughs> it never dies. I hope it doesn't. I hope Sweep it doesn't. Sweep the leg, Johnny. I was just happy that I, you guys uh, brought this up as a topic, and I had literally, like three days before, signed up for a free month of YouTube Red. The thing I said I would never do, ever. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to either. I, I signed up a uh, free trial just for this. Just for yep. this. Jesse, Jesse did it. Jesse's the one who's responsible because I am... <laughs> <laughs> despite sorry not sorry guys <laughs> despite them producing a show like this like i am i'm not keen on just the concept of youtube red get off of it get off of it youtube um but Sh- should I, we go into that should we go into it <laughs> well i was just gonna say like i'm already addicted to having no commercials on yeah. my youtube like i'm scared that i'm gonna let it roll over and pay for a month 
ad block. Um, is there an ad block for that? Dude, I went so long without YouTube ads that when I heard people complain about it, initially I was like, what are they talking about? Then I was like, oh, ad block must block those. And it does. It's, nice. it's pretty glorious. Of course, then I hop on my phone or if I'm on um, the Chromecast, like then, of course, the ads still pop up. But at least it's not like Facebook throwing ads in the middle of people's oh, that. videos that you're watching. Oh, I hate that. If the, listen, if the video is 30 seconds long, maybe not. Maybe not an ad. In the <laughs> yeah. yeah. You would think. You would What's think. worse is when you do a 30 second video and you get locked with a, a minute long commercial. Yeah. That's happened to me way too many times. So that's why I'm addicted to it. I said I would never get Hulu Plus because of the, oh, I didn't yeah. want commercials. And then I started binge watching Rick and Morty on there about a year ago. And like three episodes in, I was upgrading because I was tired <laughs> yeah, of commercials well, yeah, already. Those are, those are short episodes too. So to have an ad right in the middle of that is like, no. This this just extended the length of the episode by like 20 to 30 percent. Well, now when I'm in my car with YouTube Red and if I want to play some music off of YouTube, say I don't have it in my I, I don't pay for any uh, music streaming services because I have way too much music already. Mm-hmm. But so say I want to go on YouTube and find something at least now. I don't have to hear about Red Lobster's All You Can Eat oh shrimp my God. in between Tupac <laughs> and Notorious B.I.G. now, so that's good. Yeah. yeah. No, I do. That is really the main thing. It's it's the no ads while you're on the phone and being able to pl- just play music and turn the screen off and have it yes. continue playing. That that was what I did today with uh with Cobra Kai because uh I was like, hey, you know, I'm I'm gonna be working and whatnot. Um, but I could be listening to the episodes. So I kind of audiobook style uh revisited the first couple of episodes this morning. Interesting. And, and that was really nice. I you know, like when it got to a part I really wanted to watch is just turn the screen back on. I've been watching a lot more, I guess listening to a lot more like Westworld fan theory videos, like a lot of stuff I don't ever have the time to sit down and watch. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I can throw on a a Westworld spoiler review in the car now. And and it turns out, you know, I don't have to worry about constantly refreshing my phone to make sure the screen stays on. I think they got me, guys. Like I think YouTube did it and it kind of infuriates me. But at the same time, my life is time is precious and I don't need to watch ads. And if I can pay $12.99 a month to not watch ads, maybe that's just me and it's vain, it's vanity, but damn it. It feels good to be able to do that. It's an interesting evolution of, of YouTube because like YouTube is a video service, but there's so many, like as podcasters, this is perfect Mm -hmm. for us because Mm -hmm. we've in, you know, like we used to put our uh, episodes up uh, and there was no video part to it. It was just the audio with, like a still frame or a yeah. few, you know, mm-hmm. a few things here or there. Well, in, in this regard, you know, that's perfect. That's perfect for it. it the reason I don't like it is that we shouldn't have to pay for that. I mean, we right. shouldn't have to pay for the ability to turn our screen off. It's something that it yeah. used to do. It, yeah. That's <laughs> when, when, when something has a functionality that worked for free, that they then go out of their way to disable, to try to get you to pay for it. That, do you you want to you want to make sure Randy never signs up for your service? That's what you do. Yeah, before the end of this month, I am absolutely canceling YouTube Red. <laughs> well, yeah, you have a few bones. You have a few bones to pick with that. I have a lot of beefs with YouTube, and at least YouTube Red isn't as bad as the buy YouTube Live or whatever it is. Because I don't i I was just I don't remember what video I was just watching a video earlier today where they somebody was complaining about it, and they're like they're taking the U out of YouTube. 
it's just TV now. It's just TV too. Right. And that's very true. As soon as like, as soon as the whole ad thing started, the whole adpocalypse, um, and which coincided coincidentally with like them launching YouTube live, I was like, yeah, nope, nope, not interested. That's not why I come to YouTube. That said, like Cobra Kai, they produced the show, you know, I mean, um, YouTube picked it up. It was produced by, um, also, I don't remember what, what, you know, the usual type of, uh, TV show, uh, studios, but it seemed like a freeform show. I will say that like something you would see on freeform or like maybe, <laughs> maybe even a TV. I'm so glad you mentioned this. What is freeform? Because have you watched cloak and dagger yet? I just watched it last um, night. It, it's on my uh, DVR to watch uh, probably tonight or tomorrow night. Okay. What does it run on deep? What, ch- what channel is this? What is freeform? Well, it was the old ABC family. Oh, that's a- that was ABC family because man, yep, Cloak and yep. Dagger is not a family show. <laughs> well, and that's the, the, the that's also the na- the network that originally was going to get new warriors. But I, I, from what I understand, they're shopping that around to a bigger network now. Yes. So, uh, yeah. I just discovered Freeform. I watched the two first episodes of Cloak and Dagger last night on Freeform for free, which is awesome. Um, but I didn't know what it was. <laughs> So I was perplexed by that, but uh, I don't think you guys have watched it, so we won't be able to get into it. But Cloak and I've Dagger. I've heard good things about though. Man. I've heard people said it was really good. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. Did you, did you guys like Runaways? I haven't seen any I Runaways. I haven't watched it yet, but. Ah, yeah. Check it. I liked it. It's. I mean, that's, I uh, I canceled YouTube or Hulu for right, for the time being because there's really nothing I want to watch on there anymore because right. uh, I have place, I, I went with PlayStation View for my television streaming which I love. I don't, I can't recommend it enough. It's fantastic, but um, I will resubscribe to Hulu uh, for, for runaways when season Not two to starts. keep delaying our inevitable conversation, but <laughs> at what point do you think people are going to hit saturation point with, um, oh, with it's gotta be coming because there is a streaming service for everything. Yeah. Uh, DC will be launching one. Um, and that swamp thing live, live action mm, swamp mm-hmm. thing. They're going to, they're going to snag me with that. But that's almost kind of the problem is like there's several streaming services. I don't want to subscribe to them all, but they all have like one show I really want to watch. Yeah. That's how they get you. <laughs> kind of like YouTube. I think Red. of it this way, though. <laughs> well, I think yeah. of it this way. I used to pay what, like $70 a month or so for DirecTV or Dish Network or we have Mediacom here mm-hmm. locally in, in central Iowa. I don't know how far out they reach because they suck. I hate them. But <laughs> I used to pay 70 bucks a month. And so now, I mean, right now I'm paying 11.99 for Netflix, 9.99 for WWE network. Um, luckily I canceled my Amazon prime because my girlfriend, uh, is back and taking classes again. Oh, that's so way cheaper. Student. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, so she pays for that, but I have that. And, um, obviously I, uh, I, I have an HBO go account, uh, right now just because of Westworld. And so I, to me, as long as I can drop them, from time to time Mm -hmm. and try to keep a balance. I'm okay with like Netflix is the one that I'll always keep, but the other ones I'm going to rotate in and out depending on what shows I want to watch at what time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And still, still cheaper than having cable. If you do Mm -hmm. it right, if you're smart about it. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point because I always used to, I was like, why can't we, you know, with cable, why can't we pick and choose? You know, I'll, I'll pay for an individual station if I get to choose this and that. And I guess you're right. That's kind of what, that's kind it's, of what all the streaming services are. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. And then some. 
what would you what do you what would you guys pay for the Disney streaming service? I like to ask people this because I've I've went back and forth with some coworkers or some friends here. Um, I'd be willing to pay upwards of nineteen ninety nine a month for a Disney streaming service if it had like everything, and if, especially if they buy especially if they buy Fox and all that goes oh through. My God, yeah, that's well worth twenty dollars a month to me. Ooh. Like the Simpsons, I would hope <laughs> you know, like all of this yeah. amazing content they would own. I think it would be worth. I mean, in, in I, I couldn't tell you I wouldn't pay twenty four ninety nine either. I mean, think about HBO used to be that much. Um, there's this it's I, it's all relative to me. And at the end of the day, you know, it, I, I guess I don't know if this crosses a line. I shouldn't, but I mean, like you know, for people who I know plenty of people who can't afford all of them, so they kind of co op and share. Which hey, it's something that it's you can do it. And until they put a block on there and give away to to not let other people share, I, I know a lot of people who do that. Um, just you know, because they only like Daredevil. And they don't want to watch anything else on Netflix. So hey, here's here's the password for you yeah. know a week. I think a lot of services have kind of made peace with that, at least for now, because they know there's no way around it. I well, mean, they there just is limit a way around your, it. They limit your devices, and as long as you right. keep it under the number of devices, then I don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the, yeah, they seem. I mean, Netflix has kind of built their plans around that now because the. Uh, I think the base, whatever base plan it is that I pay for, I think you can stream on two screens at once. Um, but if you want to bump it up to like four screens, you can go up a tier. So that's at least shows that like they're good with it. They know people are going to yeah. do it and they've figured out a way to uh, monetize that aspect of it. So uh, that seems smart to me. I agree. I agree. And I mean, WWE Network, I can speak on that. They tried yeah. to stop people, but they've given up too. I mean, it's just it's just the nature of it. You can't with streaming until you can find a way to lock something onto a strict IP address and say, this is the only, you know, and I think that would alienate a lot of people who were currently consuming that if they locked it to one device. Well, yeah, even that exactly that locking it to one device is problematic because you got so many people who are like, I'm going to watch this on my phone. Then I'm going to go home and watch, start watching it on TV. Yep. If I'm on the computer, I'm going to watch it on the computer. That's three devices right there. That Tablets. T- tablets. Like, that should all be valid. It's still the same user. So, yeah. Yeah, that would be very problematic. So, before we before we jump in, speaking of paid content, uh, we don't have a, a puppet enthusiast thing, but I did put a call out on uh, on Twitter uh, for questions mm-hmm. for, for Dustin, and we did get one. We did get one. Oh, uh, it's technically two. It's technically two, but from both from the same person uh, at Wendog 27 on the Twitters uh, asks, Dustin, what is your all time favorite comic character and what is your go to comic series? Ooh, OK. Oh, man, I want to pick Deadpool, but like Deadpool is my favorite for a variety of weird reasons. Um, so I, I want to kind of keep it to a strictly like a real, uh, like a real white meat baby face superhero. Uh, and I got to go with Batman mm. in that regard. Uh, Batman's like the first comic character I really grasped onto when I was a kid, Batman, the animated series, obviously Kevin Conroy's voice will forever be Batman in my head. Mm. Um, but it's, he just represents a lot. Like he represents a superhero. That's he's not perfect. Batman makes mistakes. Batman makes the wrong choice sometimes. Like, and he's, uh, he's fallible, I guess would be the best way to put it. So to me, that's great. Plus his superpower is money. So that really, (laughs) uh, struck me a lot as a kid. And then my go-to series right now, I would have to say there's two, um, because I don't think either of them are more prominent in my life than the other. I'm still plugging along at the walking Mm -hmm. dead. 
I absolutely enjoy the writing. I enjoy the the story arcs there, and I'm just I, I'm sucked in. I can't wait to see what happens. And especially now with the news about Andrew Lincoln leaving the show, I'm curious what will happen to the character Rick in the comic books. Uh, then, oh yeah, um, yeah, all bets are off. Uh, and then. Uh, and then pretty much I, I mentioned Deadpool, all Deadpool. Um, I I try to read everything. I've read all the Daniel Way stuff and obviously the Liefeld stuff. And I, I loved uh, Pasein and Duggan's run uh, a couple of years ago. And Duggan obviously has continued working uh, in some capacity on Deadpool books since, you know, whether it's Despicable Deadpool or uh, Mercs for Money, which Mercs for Money is one of my absolute Slapstick. favorite premises of all time. I Oh, God. Like, I will, I could die. Like, I, I joke a lot about if I, you know, I'm only, I really want to stay alive for Avengers 4. I need to stay alive to see Venom, all these things. I could probably die after a Deadpool Mercs for Money movie. Oh, my God. Movie. If they like, could, I just think even that if it was animated, writes itself. I, I would be in. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I need that. So if anybody with any pull... Uh, down there in Florida. Let, let so, me know. so Randy, uh, <laughs> if they can get to, that to done, explain but... Mercs, uh, Mercs for money, uh, basically it's Deadpool's, uh, super team that he handpicked and, uh, it's as eclectic as you might imagine. I mean, I think Deadpool two kind of touch. Well, I don't even know if Randy's seen Deadpool two yet. Uh, I have, Oh, yes. you have. Okay. It, it's, I mean, like his yes. version of X factor of X force is kind of kind of similar to Mercs with Mercs for money, but uh, it's even more bizarre than that. Like there's a character that speaks only, he looks like Deadpool, but speaks only in Spanish Uh, slapstick. Mm -hmm. They snagged him out of the nineties and put him in there. Just, just a whole bunch of B B team or yeah. yeah, Yes. It ends up being, ends up being the antagonist, but uh, just, He's that's just a ridiculous. So many D list characters, and he just pulls them in and makes them mercs on his team. And then Domino comes in and creates her own Domino's mercs for money to compete with Deadpool. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, those that's that, those are my answers to that. Um, you know, th- I, there's a lot of other books I kind of try to keep up on. Um, current Guardians of the Galaxy stuff I've been really into, but um, I've gotten away from purchasing uh, you know weekly or monthly issues. I, I pretty much stick to trade paperbacks now. Uh, just try to complete full stories is kind of yeah. my goal. Yeah, now. I don't think there was. I don't think there was other. That was the only question we got, wasn't it? Was it? Yes, that was. <laughs> was yeah, that a question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Uh, in-house news, real quick blip, uh, and and you can you can fill in my blanks I mean, on this. Did you did you just call us lip blip <laughs> blip blip? Okay, you know, like the monkey, the monkey that travels with space ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Um, you, you can fill in the blanks for me on this, but um, there is now Grawlix merch. There's uh, like a store, right? Oh, oh my God, you're right. You're right. There is. There's Grawlix merch. I, I don't think by the time this goes up, I will probably have added some place on the website to at least link to it. Um, right now there isn't, but uh, on Public, it's, what is it? T public slash user slash EMC. It's under the, uh, the podcast network quote unquote account, which is so far mostly Grolic stuff. <laughs> you can get an EMC I have shirt, of. right? <laughs> and an EMC shirt. Yep, exactly. We should create some sort of like uh, wrestling and comic book theme t-shirt and co-brand. Yes. Oh, that's a good We're idea. Like a, a, a crisis on infinite podcast style t-shirt. Oh, <laughs> love it. Love it. With like a Royal Rumble yes. flair. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, yeah. There's uh, several 
basically right now we have like the logos. You can get the, the G logo without the text. You know, you've seen it. Listener, it's the big G with the symbols. Jesse designed it. It's a fantastic Did you know that logo. was a G? Because <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's the. Are you talking about fat? Are you talking about fat Joe? <laughs> Sorry, that was a deep. That was a deep cut. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Big G, Fat oh, Joe, the rapper. Okay, okay. <laughs> dating, dating myself, <laughs> rapper from the late nineties. Wow. <laughs> <sighs> nope. <laughs> nope. Pulling my collar right now. <laughs> That's awesome. But you can get some Violent J and Shaggy 2 Dope merch. <laughs> can you? No. Oh. I was just trying to think of ridiculous, ridiculous rappers to throw in there. Hey, since we're since we're uh, pimping merch, uh, Dustin, do you have a T Public store? Yeah, it's uh, tpublic.com slash pro wrestling Iowa, I think. Because uh, I couldn't get the thing changed after uh, after we split off and, and rebranded. Uh, but yeah, you can get all sorts of cool stuff i've wasted a ton of time creating uh different logos for myself darnell kevin all the different shows we do uh and some basically i'm ripping off a lot of really cool stuff my most my favorite one though and i think everybody should check this out if you're into wrestling t-shirts go grab a oh, i guess yeah you're right it's tpublic.com slash user slash pro wrestling iowa there's like this mother club shirt there that's a takeoff of the bullet club shirt i know how original <laughs> but i i'm really proud hey, of it I, I spent like three hours one night making it it's fine it's fine it's <laughs> great you'll be all in there if you, you get go. this shirt but sweet. too sweet yeah. i pers i personally like the uh the metal mouth shirt thank you yeah that and that is my legitimate uh x-ray it's awesome yeah i mean i'm sure it doesn't is not awesome for you at times but it is an awesome image well, it gave me a nickname because I tried to be the uh, the mouth of the Midwest, because uh, like Jimmy Hart, sure. mouth of the South. But there's a dude in Minneapolis who's a disc jockey, a sports disc jockey, and he's called the mouth of the Midwest. So, all right, well, I have metal in my mouth, so now it's mine. Exactly, wonderful. <laughs> so that's how that that's how that happened. Yeah. So merch, slap a slap a pro wrestling mothership or a Grolix on it. Merch for money. You know what's. You know what I find weird though? Like I'll be, I'll be putting designs up there and although it all looks really cool, I'm like, I don't know that I would have chose to throw a Grolix logo on a cell phone case or something like that. Like, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's some unusual things on there. A onesie. There's a baby out there wearing our logo. <laughs> oh, oh, the onesie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> although I would have never thought about a Grolix pillow. That thing looks awesome with the G logo. Yeah, man, it looks or awesome. Notebook, even notebook, like the notebook yeah. would be cool. You can get a you can get a Grog Cinematic Universe logo on a black T shirt. Man, that looks sweet. Or you can get a sticker and slap it on anything. On anything, like <laughs> on anything. <laughs> like slap it on the end of this promo segment. <laughs> yep, nice. <laughs> so, I mean, if you had like a gi, you could put it on the back of that. There you go. Yeah. Like and a then cobra open your own dojo. Yep. Pretty cool. Ralph snake. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> enough, enough of this, enough of this nonsense. <laughs> Burying the lead. All right. So Jesse, you mentioned yeah, for <laughs> like time, 30 minutes. Time. <laughs> All right, Jesse, you had mentioned this show. Now, of course I use YouTube. I've seen this pushed in my face for a long time, but I was like, you know, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't check it out. Cause I was like, is it going to be like a, like a little spoof type thing or something? Mm -hmm. Not realizing that this is like a legitimate TV series. Oh, yeah. 
so you you recommended this. So in preparations, it's been years since I've seen any Karate Kid anything. Oh, so man. I went and watched the first Karate Kid, um, which was great. Yeah, like I, I didn't, I forgot how much I enjoyed that movie. It really is um, a good movie. I mean, it, it I mean, it's yeah. a product of its time, but I feel like it generally speaking, holds up. I think there's a few things like. Mr. Miyagi like elevates that movie, that oh, relationship between him and him and Daniel. Of course, that's like the kind of the driving force of it elevates that movie. The other stuff's not bad, but it is very much uh, much more a product of its time. It's just kind of um, what you'd expect. But that that relationship between Mr. Miyagi and, and Daniel is handled so well. And there's a lot of heart in it. And it's a little cheesy. But for the most part, that's really kind of what makes the movie. Well, it was the 80s. Everything was kind yeah. of cheesy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it, and it has that, but it's still like, it's kind of, gen- it feels genuine. Yeah, sure. Okay. So and then I watched uh, so, so in, bet- in between here, there's, there's kind of this gray area, like all this time has passed where there's nothing Karate Kid related since uh, basically the next Karate Kid, because we're not going to count the Jaden Smith movie, even though Will Smith Ugh. is like connected to this thing. Did you notice that? Yeah, exact, exact, yeah, exact yeah. producer. Really? So, uh, in in that kind of wilderness era, we have um, like two really big references to uh, the Karate Kid. Uh, one kind of calls back to an episode of Grox Nights that we did, uh, and that was with Pete Mitchell, who did Sweep the Leg. Uh, oh Dustin, yeah, have you I know. Seen I was thinking video? about that the whole time. The Sweep the Leg video. Have you seen it, Dustin? Uh, I don't think so. It's possible. I see, I've seen a lot of stuff on the internet, and I <laughs> stuff goes in the in in one eye or ear out the it's other. It's basically is this the video with the two girls and the. Oh no! <laughs> Inter- anyway, anyway, <laughs> two two boys won all Valley tournament. <laughs> Wait, that's something else. No, um, yeah, it's it's basically this premise. It's basically what happened to uh, Johnny Lawrence after losing that uh losing that tournament because we don't see him ever again past past the like cold open for karate kid 2 you don't see johnny lawrence again right it's the actors right like it's it's all the male actors that were surviving so the only one that i'm aware of that isn't in it obviously is pat marita i was while watching this i was like who came up with that music video premise was it pete because somebody owes pete some money (laughs) (laughs) well i think uh, I think Pete uh, came up with the idea for the uh, for the song. For obviously, he came up with the idea for the song. But then I think he reached out to William Zabka, and uh, and they created it together. I believe. Mm-hmm. I can't can't remember for fact, but yeah. You bring up William Zabka and Ralph Macchio, like that was what was. I I I wasn't that big of a Karate Kid fan. I I, I do like the first movie, but after that, I pretty much. I may have seen the rest of them like sure. one time. I've seen Karate Kid probably yeah. five times, but this is cool. This is the first time like something like this has happened for our generation where we see these two iconic characters from a movie from our childhood. Now it's like they're our age. This is, you know, like 34 years later, Johnny's a drunk. Yeah. <laughs> like he's a, he's a degenerate and freaking. uh, Daniel is running a car dealership. Like it, to me, it's so there's like unintentional irony or I guess maybe intentional comedy in all of that to me. Like it's these characters that we, we got to know as kids. Right. <laughs> now they're adults with, with adult issues 
very uh and, and I think William Zabka did such a good job in what I in this show of of portraying just an absolute bum for the most part and I really enjoyed it like it was surprising his good. reactions are so good like uh Anytime that something like ironic or um, it, it's supposed to be poignant happens, his face falls are just like, they're incredible. He chews the scenery with those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it reminded me a lot, not in like a, like a complete way. Like it's not like it's as overtly dirty or funny uh, or intentionally funny as like Eastbound and Down, but it just had that. I had that feeling like I was, I love that show. And this had the charm that I loved in that. You show. know, uh, Randy, you, you mentioned the original movie and, uh, like we, we mentioned that we kind of got to know these characters, but what's interesting and, and correct me if you think I'm wrong about this, but uh, basically in the original karate kid movie, we only surface get to know uh, most of the characters. We really get to know Daniel and Mr. Miyagi. Those are the two that we really mm-hmm. get character development from in that original movie. Um, everybody else is just kind of there to help back him up or to create the conflict or whatever. I mean, even crease, like he's so one dimensional and so is Johnny really for the most oh, yeah. part. This is mm-hmm. the opposite of that. Like everybody gets development. Yeah. I actually, yeah. I have two things to say on that. Rewatching the original movie. No, you're right. Most people, most characters are pretty one dimensional and the conflict itself is pretty one dimensional. One thing that really struck me is towards the end, when during the the final fight, the look on Johnny's face when when Crease is telling him to like, you know, to to target that leg, mm-hmm. like they it oh man, it's kind of amazing. They added like suddenly like you've got this this you know kind of crappy bully villain type kid, and just in that one look that he gives his his sensei, like it's like wait, suddenly there's there's dimension to this character. Like he's like, Oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. He went from I'll decide when he's had enough to what? Yeah. I thought that was really interesting, but that's kind of the extent of it in the movie for him. Now, earlier just today, kind of getting ready for this episode, I was watching an interview, a recent interview with Ralph Macchio. And he made the point of like the conflict and the characters and stuff in the old one. It's, it was so black and white, you know, it was, it's an older style. It's a, it's an older movie. Guys feel like Jasper. It's, a, <laughs> it's an older movie. I like my MCU <laughs> story movies. All right. Jasper's you and your stories, on him. you and your story movies. <laughs> no, but, but he's right. It's, it's very uh, one dimensional. It's, it's black or white. There's no gray. And this, this, the TV show is super interesting because it's all gray. Our, you know, Ralph Macchio, me personally, through a lot of this first season, I didn't even like him. I was like, this guy's kind of a jerk. And then it really plays with who you think is a good guy versus who you think is a bad guy. And it's like, there's not really any good or bad guys. It's just people. Sometimes they're crappy. Sometimes they're decent. It's just all the gray area that the original movie like ignored. And so, yeah, no, totally, totally. I got to really quick say too, I, one thing I thought of was, you know, good going on like Ralph Macho and William Zupka for getting this show and getting this thing rocking and rolling. Cause I, the last time I saw Ralph Macho was on Entourage and he was playing a fictionalized version of himself. That was an absolute washed up, like be, you know, D list actor who got off by going to the Playboy <laughs> mansion, you know, like, so I'm, I'm kind of, it's, it's kind of cool to see Daniel's son back uh, in a prominent role back where he belongs. And I mean, you, you hope that for both these guys, especially William Zapka, because I thought Johnny, that character was really, 
really three dimensional for me. Like he, I guess I just got him. He played it so well. And I just, I want to see more of him. I, I hope this is a big opportunity for those two guys. Cause you know, it's two guys. I don't know. It, it, to me, there's something special. I'm nostalgic for the eighties. So it's, I like to see guys from the eighties rise back up. When this thing uh, is so perfect for that, because it's like a uh, homage to it in every way. Like the music is, is that way. Uh, yeah. Johnny feels like a man out of time. Like, uh, yeah, I literally, literally, yes. he doesn't. Captain America doesn't gets references say, better than Johnny. He, he doesn't know how to <laughs> properly say a URL. Yeah. He most of the season, he's got an old tube style TV. It looks like he's watching 80s VHS. Iron tapes. Eagle. He's watching Iron Eagle in the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, that turns his life around until <laughs> until Daniel just pops up in a commercial. I feel like it plays with so many of these tropes that we've seen from television uh sure through the 80s and 90s one thing i really liked about it because it does do a lot of the things that could have possibly fallen flat it does do a lot of the homage it's there's a lot of callbacks and a lot of references to to the original movie and and some of the and a few to the other movies but one thing i really like is it it does what you expect it to do you know daniel's gonna get a student and this and that, and um, there's going to be the the competition again, but it takes it like intentionally takes everything and flips it around. It reverses yeah. everything. It's like breaking bad for every character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for Johnny, like Johnny's slowly gaining a soul and then it still goes horribly wrong for him. Right. Well, and like the, the uh, jo- uh, Johnny's kid, and I can't Robbie. think of his name. Yep. Robbie. Robbie. Yep. Name Robbie. Yeah, like the fact that he ends up training with Daniel and then the whole, you know, him not being honest with Daniel about what was going on. And then uh, Danny or not, sorry. uh, Yeah, Danny's daughter, Samantha, uh, kind of being involved with Miguel and all that stuff. Just the the way their lives were intertwining again. And it's it's something I will say, like growing up in, you know, small town Iowa. And I know you guys are in Nebraska. I'm sure you've seen the, the, the guys that never really left town and still talked about their Mm -hmm. high school stuff. And I guess I can relate to that because I've seen that. I know people like that and I know how that can actually develop into a rivalry between their children. And so I think this was a story that I think people could really grasp onto. Now this, I mean, this statement seems a little grand. What's the word grandiose for the show, but and I'm not sure if this is a pro or con, but aspects of how the plot lines with the characters played out reminded it was very Shakespearean oh, to me. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, where it kind of sets up, it doesn't go total tragedy, but it kind of sets that up. And you've got the Romeo and Juliet aspect. I mean, it's it's not played on that heavily, but of the two oh, yeah. the warring I mean, families sure. and um. Yeah, no, I I appreciated that a lot. That's really so. The first half of the season. Almost the first two thirds, I was enjoying it, but I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't in love with it. I was like, okay, it's okay, it's okay. It's still, it doesn't really have the heart, I guess, of the original show. Not that I was the original movie, not that I was expecting it to. But the last third of the season, the finale, like, oh. when everything started to come together, because they set they set up these characters, they're kind of jockeying the characters around. But then once everything starts falling into place. Th- towards the end of the season that's when 
I was like, oh, I am hooked. I'm in it. Like, yeah. this is this is really good. And like you said, that finale, man, that last episode, I just wanted it to keep going. I loved it. <laughs> oh, oh I, yeah. I want to jump had, on that. The very emperor, end, you had the emperor yeah. reveal. Yeah, you had the, the Emperor Palpatine show. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that was great. I didn't expect it. I believed him. Okay, so I believed him. Uh, you know, he was okay. He was so we're going if we're going to go there. So is he dead, or is uh is or is he and, like is yeah. is Johnny has he hit absolute rock bottom in his brain and he's hallucinating, or is or did he just say that, that. Uh, Crease is dead because he's dead to him kind of thing? Or I mean, like, what does that mean? Is Crease actually Ooh, there? Will he play into season two, or is he just like the darkest part of Johnny? Ooh, I think I had not considered that at all. I'm going to guess he's there because they haven't. Not to say that the show couldn't, but they haven't taken that kind of angle. You know? Yeah. I would I would say that when he's driving, and the first episode when Johnny's driving the car drunk, like just kind of the way he's reacting and then and remembering those memories it seems like i could make the leap that he would hear voices and see things by the end of the season especially after all this like rekindling of this this thing from his childhood the abuse he's tried so hard through the whole season and just gotten nowhere like i can see it now this is kind of meta gaming so to speak but season two is happening and i what's that actor's name what's creases oh i don't he's in it. it Oh, uh, he, uh, oh he is, there's, I can picture there's not a lot con- confirmed for Martin Cove. There yeah. Go. There's not a lot confirmed for season two, but he is confirmed for season two. Obviously. I mean, okay. it kind of seems like they would have to, they right? got a Jessica but, Jones. It. <laughs> but, but yeah, I know. I, I, I don't know that. I think he's actually John there. Grave. Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay. I think he's there. But but I got to be honest, I had not even considered anything but him being there until about forty five seconds <laughs> yeah, that's ago. True. So me too. <laughs> now this we th- there is a lot of gray to the characters, but is Ralph Macchio is is Danny is is Daniel the villain? I mean, I know there's I, not really a villain. You know, that's I, the point of it. I but think it's kind he feels of more like a villain than anybody. I think that uh, like okay, so you've got those two parallel arcs between Johnny and, and uh, Danny. And uh, mm-hmm. like with Johnny, you've got somebody who's hit rock bottom trying to find his way back uh, to a place of, of power or prominence or whatever. He, he And he's slowly kind of building back up to everything he wanted, whether he actually wanted it or not. I, and I think that's kind of the lesson that he's learning here is, is like at the end of the movie. Well, it feels like a movie, but it's it's I mean, a series uh, or, a, or a season. Uh, he got everything he wanted. At the beginning of the show, he had nothing. And at the end, he won, right? And so he got what he wanted, and it still wasn't really what he wanted, you know? And Which was so good. And it's the opposite. Which, does that make him Thanos? Was that? I said, does that kind of make Johnny Thanos? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Well, his son's like dust in the wind, dude. <laughs> I love that he... I love that he finally won, and it was just like the most disappointing thing to him because he realized sure. like he had done. He, uh, he, I love the turn with the kids, man. It was so good. You've got oh, the good man. kid at the beginning of the ser- series. And then they introduce Johnny's kid. Who's obviously like, Oh, that's the bad kid. And then just to flip him by the end. And I think yeah. the, the flipping the good kid, like it's kind of sudden, but I buy it. It kind of worked yeah, yeah. like that character arc. And it's kind of horrible because he's he was so likable. He's like almost the most likable character in the show. Yeah. 
and then to make him the Johnny, you know? That's very interesting. I, and the way that he, they did a really good job of making you really care about Miguel, I thought, mm-hmm. throughout the majority of the early part of the season. And so, yeah, that was really disappointing. And it does, it's, it's you know, to steal a wrestling term, it was a, a great yeah. heel turn yeah. at the end of the show. I mean, oh, I marked hard. <laughs> it, d- yeah. Well, and like, and, and, and I think that's the cool thing. And I love shows like this, similar to Westworld. I, I'm just, Westworld has, is, occupying so much of my headspace right now um but there is no clear villain it's Mm -hmm. all about the perspective you take and to me that's what makes really good television when the viewing experience could be different from me to you to you but we all still enjoy it we all still get the same uh nostalgia out of it but you know it's i i assume it's pretty hard for some people who are diehard karate kid fans to accept daniel as the bad guy uh, which, if there are a lot of Star Wars and Karate Kid crossover fans, I worry about the battle. No. <laughs> um, but I kid, kind of. But that's to <laughs> me what makes this. That's what makes this show so cool, though. Is it's, you know, they they give you a story, and it's up to you to decide who the the the, the heel or the babyface is. Yeah, I mean, I would say, I mean, like I said, the whole point is there's not there there are no villains. It's all gray. It's just people being people. But of everybody. Daniel does the crappiest stuff. Like yeah. he does some oh, yeah. really kind of despicable things like getting the rent jacked up on those people. And that just all the stuff he does um, trying to get Cobra Kai shut down. He like pretty, he kind of goes real far. Well, it's, it's like the reverse of, of Johnny where it's like, he starts the series with everything he ever wanted. And it's just, he's one bad day from cracking. He lived long enough to see himself become the villain. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. I just got to throw this in there because I did have one note that I wanted to make sure to get in here. Mrs. Danielson can totally get it. Oh. I'll just say that if uh, she wants to leave Daniel, <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of room at the Smothers Estate. No, like I don't. I, I've never seen that actress before, and she like stood out to me a lot. I'm hope that doesn't sound too like uh, misogynistic or anything, but like I found myself just like, oh man, you're beautiful. Yeah, he <laughs> Danielson has it all, man. Screen, Except for a strong he father, he is the villain role model. <laughs> well, and, and he he clearly has he has clearly taken a darker path. Uh, he's he's gotten the uh, what is it? I don't want to say. Uh, he's gotten lazy. He's gotten complacent. Uh, I can't remember. Complacent. Thank you. Yes, I think Johnny's going to win it all here before it's. It's interesting because he's anyway, like that was the. I feel like Daniel's part. arc. Like uh, everybody's kind of. Uh, well, what's the word? a character that you can relate to on some level because like Daniel's thing, he's got it all, but really what he wants is the one thing he doesn't necessarily have. And that is what he had with Mr. Miyagi. He had this mentor relationship. He had this strong bond with his teacher and uh, his daughter, you like, he had that for a minute, but she's kind of moved on. She's kind of becoming her own Mm -hmm. person and he's trying to connect with his son, but his son is, totally into different things, you know, than, than Daniel is. And, and it's, it's kind of like Daniel trying to figure out like, how, where do I fit in my own family? I, you know, I had this kind of sure. uh, surrogate family growing up and I just want that for my own family. And, uh, you can't really find it. I can't remember. Did Mr. Miyagi, does he, does he pass away in any of the movies? Not in the movies. No, I, I don't think so. Huh? Okay. So, so that's okay. Cause I couldn't remember that. And to, that's so it brought up an, a thought. I mean, 
could there potentially be more to what's jaded or turned Daniel? Because I, I think he has uh, – it, it's sort of a – I think a complex for a guy where he – he, he has it all at a young age. Like he won the tournament. He did all this great stuff, had this great relationship. And now he's, he's lost direction. So do you think there could be backstory that we might oh, get on so. Daniel? Cause that's what I'm loving. Season? I'm loving uh, yeah. the backstory of Johnny too. Like all that. He was a rich, he was a rich kid, but it, that doesn't mean that everything was okay. I love that. And that, and that's smart because, you know, obviously the movies followed, followed Daniel. So we kind of, we got at least more insight into who that character is and the show makes, the the show does like to reference itself, reference back to the movies quite a bit, but you know, with Johnny, we don't, we didn't get any of that. He was just uh, this jerk. So it's super smart of him to do that. And yeah, I was enjoying his, the backstory they added in on him uh, for him too. And I even love the revisionist history stuff. Like uh, Johnny will try to tell his version of the story and it's still pretty skewed. It's like, <laughs> no, but did he really, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, it, like it's not wrong, but it is wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah, those things happen, but not exactly the way he, yeah. Recalls them. <laughs> yeah, alternate oh, facts. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds not the, not, not the alternative facts, the, the revision, uh, calling back to itself i really enjoyed and i don't know if you caught it um but since i like just watched the first movie and then started watching the series uh they got alternate angles and and unused footage yeah. from the movies and used in the flashbacks yep. and i thought that was awesome i was like wow oh that, cool yeah that's brilliant yeah i kind of it it seemed uh it seemed a little too like crisp and like like it obviously had been produce you know what i mean like touched up and stuff and so that was really cool to me it seemed uh it was really well done and really well inserted into the show uh, never it's not one of those situations where it felt like say like an uh, like arrow when they uh throw in oh god yeah uh-huh. and, and <laughs> this felt this felt natural this felt like it you know and it was great too for anybody maybe who hadn't seen the movies because i know you know you think youtube probably wanted to make sure this was accessible mm-hmm. to everyone uh, and I think it did a good job. I don't think you would have needed to see any of the Karate Kid films before watching this no, to appreciate. But it. you'd get a lot more of the like uh, Mr. Miyagi. Sure. Was it Miyagi's Little Trees? Like there's there's callbacks to like Karate Kid Three and stuff, which which will help. <laughs> bonsai. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You get a you get a free bonsai with every purchase, <laughs> in, including some stuff. Yeah, no, there was some stuff where I was like, was that in any of the movies? And I don't th- I don't think it was. I think it was. Um, like deleted scene stuff that they got access to that was shot during the first movie. So that that's super cool. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Connor was I was kind of watching one of the episodes uh, very cautiously with Connor this afternoon trying to get finished up. And, you know, he I was trying to explain to him why this was really cool. And uh, it's kind of the like, is there anything else like this where we've had a movie from our childhood that then turns into a television show later on. Like I, I couldn't think of something, but I mean, maybe you guys I usually reboot it. You know, I mean, the closest thing yeah, is they'll yeah. do a sequel several years removed. You know, like uh, Blade Runner was technically yeah. uh, a sequel. Or the the newest Blade Runner was technically a sequel, or Mad Max technically had a sequel. But no, like taking something in Star Wars, yeah, I guess, yeah, obviously, but not like really a series. Fuller right. House. 
Oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is that. I mention it as a joke, just, but it's it's true. It is true. I, I, it I is didn't true. watch any Fuller House. Or uh, was it, didn't they do um, a Boy Meets I, World um, sequel or something? Yeah, Girl Meets yeah. World. Roseanne. I didn't watch that. Or Roseanne. <laughs> Roseanne I didn't watch yeah. that either. <laughs> Nobody's nope. watching that anymore. Um, <laughs> They do have a ABC has a time slot open now, so I mean we should really push to get the EMC network. Uh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> played on uh, what Tuesday nights would be good entertainment uh, replacement. <laughs> wow, what? Wow, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sounds pretty freeform yeah. to me. Bob Iger, get at me. <laughs> I, I just I'm excited for the second yeah. season because and I didn't know that I would be going in. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought okay, I'm gonna you know I. I was excited to talk to you guys, or I don't know if, if we didn't do this, I probably still would not have watched it yet. Right. You know, it That's was the on, thing I'm worried about. I, I, when I downloaded YouTube Red, when I downloaded YouTube Red to get the free month, like I did it about a week ago before we agreed to do this. And like I said earlier, I'm thinking about keeping it uh, just to kind of see what else maybe they put out. Because I think with a hit like this and the way things have gone for them, I believe this opens up the door for more things like this. And I would love to support more, you know, relaunches of movies. Like I would love if they made a parenthood too, like a legitimate mm-hmm. one with all the actors, but maybe did it for like, a TV series or anything like Steve Martin with great, great grandkids. Now, like there's so many movies from the eighties that I'd like to see have this treatment. Like if the actors were yeah. game and there's a story to tell, like this was fun. Like that's the thing is there was so much nostalgia and callback to the eighties, to my childhood that I just, I had a smile on my face. Like, and I think that's what really makes this one. And it's going to be cool to see if they can find a way to continue that. Momentum. And it's a good blend of a lot of things. Like it, pl- it's, it's kind of a comedy, but it's, it's not just a comedy. Like it plays a lot of things for laughs, but I, I was reading a review and someone pointed it out and I thought it was really smart. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that they don't really play for laughs is martial arts. Like anytime there's a fight that feels pretty genuine like oh no we're throwing down kind of thing oh that re- okay that reminds me I'm, I'm glad you said that there's two things one jesse yes you know martial arts stuff yeah is it is it that easy to train and learn and and like oh, that can, you, can you can you do some exercises and then suddenly like you just have the instinct and, uh, and you can take it, on i mean six it, dudes it there it depends on the kid uh, to be honest like there's some kids that are just uh really naturally talented, naturally gifted, uh, naturally flexible, and they can pick things up ridiculously fast. Like you'll have a kid that walks into a dojo and you'll go, have you done this before? And they're like, no. And they just, they just get it, you know? So, I mean, yes and no, (laughs) you know, like the average, the average students, no, they don't just walk in and become uh, Miguel in the span of a couple of weeks or even a month, you know, like <laughs> he went from being like an asthmatic, couldn't do a handful of push ups to, uh, you know, basically Johnny's protege in no time. Uh-huh. In wrestling, we call that in wrestling, we call that the Jesus push. Oh, the Jesus push. Okay. The Roman, <laughs> so he got the full Roman reigns. Yeah, he got the big push. He big was the push. Big dog. A lot of money behind you. <laughs> Um, I will say this, like the little bit Connor saw, uh, like five, 10 minutes of it. Uh, we were driving, uh, driving in the car, uh, on the way home. And he said to me, he wanted to take karate. Wow. Oh, and, nice. uh, I, he asked me if I ever did. And I did, I did do Taekwondo when I was a kid. And, um, 
I've actually thought a lot about it. You know, once I found a job or things that were back in place, I would like to learn like BJJ. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, just do something to keep my mind and my body kind of solid. But uh, he asked me if I could do some of my Taekwondo stuff in the backyard. And I said, no, buddy, I, uh, daddy doesn't want to tear his groin today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you really got to warm up as an adult. <laughs> I did not buy Daniel balancing on on one one hand. Yeah, no, that was the if if there was a moment, I was like, okay, that's not even him. (laughs) He still he still looked a little uh, thick in the midsection to pull that off. Not that not that somebody couldn't, but he does not look like he's in shape, which is appropriate for the character. He's an older guy. He's he's out of out of practice. Um, But I was like, Johnny Johnny was Johnny was really in shape. I I thought he he looked good. Well. (laughs) Um, nice nice headband bro ham (laughs) (laughs) he's so oh man his character like they do well at humanizing him but he's still such a character like he's still so i mean those guys exist though but he's just so stuck in yeah a certain time period i could i could gush on this thing for another hour and a half but uh what were some of your like favorite moments because i feel like uh like as a body of work, we've really kind of touched on it, but like there's so many great moments. So what were a few of yours? Um, I'll go first. I, I like, cause one, one thing really, really stands out when you ask that, uh, it was the, I can't remember what episode it was. Um, maybe like a second to last, I think where Johnny and Daniel spend some time together yeah. and Oh they, yeah. Yeah. They, they they seemingly kind of like clear the air and like it seems like things are going to be good. And then Johnny finds out Daniel's <laughs> training Robbie uh, and it gets real bad yeah, <laughs> real yeah. fast after that. Um, but I really enjoyed that like story mechanic there to like draw you in and think yeah, there's a lot of like just false finishes. I guess I'll just keep throwing wrestling terms out there, but there's a lot of uh, moments in the last few episodes where you really thought, oh, this is going to work out for these characters. And then psych. Nope, swerve. Uh, they're gonna kill each other. Again. Yeah, like, and that's uh, and it just it speak it, it it fits so well because these are those characters. These are very bullheaded, strong, willed, self confident, overly mm-hmm. at times individuals who are destined to fight forever. I <laughs> yeah. think, and that's, this will never be over. That's yeah. what. Yeah, like the you know until the day one of them dies, Johnny is gonna hate Daniel, and Daniel's gonna hate Johnny, and Johnny. We'll, we'll always uh, strike first, strike hard, and have no mercy. Well said. I practiced that in the mirror before we got on today. <laughs> Randy, you want to follow that? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Uh, mostly what he said. Uh, I liked um, – I think there were there were things that I was, like, impressed about. There were aspects that went above and beyond – and then there were aspects that, you know, because I wasn't I honestly wasn't super hopeful going into it. And there were there were some elements to it that I was like, OK, yeah, I could give or take, you know, or what is it? Take or leave. But um, it ended up winning me on board. And some of the things that I was surprised by was, um, for example, characters like his daughter I actually got really on board with her. I thought like at first I was like, ah, oh, she's going to be I don't know. Uh, because they set up his uh, Daniel's son as just this kind of spoiled rich kid. 
And but his his daughter was actually a pretty cool character, and I'm super excited to see what they do with her in season two because she looks like she's going to start fighting. How they handled uh, a lot of the kid characters, with the exception of Miguel's—I don't know his his name—but Miguel's friend, not Lip or Hawk. Oh no, not Hawk. Not Hawk. Hawk. I was super. I liked like yeah. If there's a villain, it's Hawk. I guess just Hawk. But no, the the kid that I found the most wow, ins- <laughs> the kid that I found the most insufferable was the other one that wasn't that didn't stick around in the class. Yeah, Is Eli, was it Eli? Yeah, yeah I, Eli. I think so. yeah. Was it? Yeah, couldn't yeah, stand the, that kid. That comes to mind. And I think he was. Or is Eli? No, I, I is guess Eli I, Lip. Eli's uh, Lip. Now that I think about it, yeah, I don't know who okay. that guy. <laughs> who was his name? You know who I'm saying, though. Yeah, who I'm talking yeah. About. He, he, he strikes me as uh, what was it, Mike on uh, Stranger Things? That's who I kept thinking. It's like this is the Mike character, but not really. Yeah, yeah, no, and I get the purpose of him. It's just they pushed him to the. He was just uh, kind of unbearable. I hated that kid. <laughs> he was the worst can character. I, and Louis, can I tell you guys that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can I tell you guys a, 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 a like a wish that I have? I wish that in Stranger Things season three, they would open up a portal that Mike walked into and then Richie from it comes out of. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> yes. Or even they just combine and turn into one super character. Yes. Yeah. Cause I agree with you. Mike is kind of a wet blanket. Yeah. Like, He's designed <laughs> to be, but ugh. I'm obviously partial to Dustin, but anyway, so well, yeah. <laughs> derailed yeah, yeah. the conversation again. Isn't everybody partial to Dustin? Oh, he's so cool. Right? I literally, I do have two. Um, I've gone out of my way to find two of the shirts that he has to have just as an ironic thing. <laughs> if people get it, they get it. If they don't, they don't. Okay. That character's name is Dimitri. Eli is lit. Dimitri. Oh, well, of course he sucks then. That's like the worst. Like that's, <laughs> that's every evil, yeah. like, you know, Eastern European bad guy in every movie ever was named Dimitri. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Yeah, no, he sucked. He was not. I didn't enjoy that character at all. No, yeah, I guess that's the main thing is the character, the character work. I was really surprised at, at kind of how it handled the, the depth of some of them. Oh, one other thing I did want to ask about, though. And then I'm sorry, Jesse, I don't think you got to say your favorite moments. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But there's a, a lot of commentary on... And it makes sense. It's it's maybe not so much commentary. It's more like how the character deals with it. But on on the state of, um, I guess, political correctness, I guess, for... for <laughs> yeah, genderizing and... Yeah, yeah. Like how... Don't you think Johnny you're doing a lot of genderizing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of that? How did that strike you? I'm really conflicted about it. It's weird. It's like... Uh... I've had this conversation with a few friends. Uh, we had a conversation on the no coast nerd. I think uh, the first episode, I don't know if it ended up in the final cut cause it just got a little convoluted by the end. And, and I wasn't sure it was really what we wanted to have, but it's come up. Uh, sorry. Stranger things though. The use of the, the F word to describe a homosexual. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. It, the dad yells that at him. And I, my brain says it's a period piece. It's set in the eighties whatever but then i know that no it's not it's not necessary yes maybe it creates an era of authenticity but i don't know if i it's really worth it uh kind of the same way Mm. like i get it it's a character from the 80s that's the the concept 
Um, so this one though, I'm a little more able to handle because like you said earlier, it is kind of a man out of time, right? Like mm-hmm. Johnny still is stuck at the, uh, all Valley karate tournament he, when he got, he can't out. even get I a new car man. here. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's weird. I think I accepted this a little bit more than I, I would have other things, uh, just because it is that man at a time. And I, that's a, that I can, that I can understand as a storytelling device because hopefully he redeems himself eventually and, and catches up, you know? Yeah. I, I think, mm-hmm. I think you see that quite a bit throughout his, his arc where he's slowly starting to become a better person all around. Uh, I watched this with my wife and she, I, I agree. And I totally agree with w- what you said, Dustin. Uh, I, I feel that way too, that he kind of gets a, I don't want to say he gets a pass cause it's not okay, but uh, it is, it's that man out of time thing. It's like, he doesn't know that it's not okay kind of thing it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like if you plunked somebody from world war ii era into the modern day well like captain america <laughs> and and you know some of the slurs and and some of the uh the slang of the era is just not appropriate to now yeah um and uh but she did not she did not react very well to the sexism and i and i felt like it's both though like it was it was simultaneously empowering and not empowering uh, i think one of the things she had a problem with was okay uh danielson's uh daughter needs a man to go ahead and and stand up to the bullies in the middle of the lunchroom and i was like mm, no she didn't really need it it just happened you know like she was ready to deal with it you could see it she was ready to deal with it yeah. on her own oh yeah and he just happened to strike first literally cobra kai yeah yeah. Well, and she, by the end of the, of the season, you know, she clearly is about to take a more physical role. And I think that's the, that's the key to the story is that Daniel doesn't realize that his daughter, you know, his daughter's right in front of him as he's looking for that, you know, that's that, uh, that, uh, what you're, you're not your sensei, but your, uh, your padwan. Yeah. Yeah. Your student. Um, yeah, yeah. Student. Thank you. <laughs> Jeez. That's such an easy one. <laughs> <to remember>. Um, <laughs> You know, he's looking for a new student and she's right there in front of him. And uh, it almost seems like she's he she's going to go away from him, you know, and I, I don't know, you know, that'll be interesting to see. So I feel like that's that that arc you get, even with like in Stranger Things, if I call it back to Mike's sister, she starts out as kind of a stereotypical female character who throughout the season then realizes um, she can't just rest on her laurels. And, and I think that's something a lot of teenage girls do is they use their their, 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 their looks, their self, you know, to, for what they need or how to get, how to advance. And I, I don't, I hope that doesn't sound sexist or anything, but I just, it, it was realistic to me. And the girl, by the end of the, the season, she'd already kind of uh, overcome that. So I was okay with it. Okay. Sorry, Jesse, what, what were some of your favorite moments? Okay. So I'm actually, I was jotting them down so I don't forget them. Um, okay. So one of my favorite moments is, uh, that moment where uh, I feel like I feel like it's really the first time that uh, it's it's really kind of like a pinnacle moment for both Miguel and for Johnny, where uh, like simultaneously uh, Miguel's on a date uh, at at the old oh, was yeah. it the, the putt putt place? <laughs> you like he's he's on the date and Johnny's going up uh, against Daniel uh, at the All Valley Tournament board you know, to try and get Cobra Kai reinstated and he just nails it. Like they both, they both just nail it. And I was like, yeah, that's a great moment. Like I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, he, he finally got his moment 
uh, type of thing. Who's the man? I'm the man. Wait, you're the man? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was so good. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then that little celebration where, like, it was like, all right, everything's going to finally kind of work out for these two characters. Um, okay. No one's mentioned it. And it's it's ironic that it's me that's going to mention it. But I love the billboard gag. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> too funny. Too funny. I mean, like, that strikes me as exactly the thing that a drunk Johnny would do. Oh, yeah. It's that's so sure. what he would do. I mean, like, and and it's about as passive aggressive as he gets because he's, you know, what's the best defense? More offense. Um, I liked uh, I liked how they incorporated like 80s tropes, you know, like they had the they had the whole training montage thing complete with like an operatic well not operatic but an instrumental synthy rock score type of thing mm-hmm. you like, gotta have a montage <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> like the, I, I loved how they incorporated that um and then and then just the payoff at the end the like the the simultaneous uh, where the you know i mean like the duality of this whole show but like the way it pays off in that finale where uh, we've already talked about Kreese showing up at the Cobra Kai dojo and and saying you did it. We, we won't, you know, we're winning. You know, you got everything you wanted on on that end, and then on the other end of the spectrum, like like I marked hard for seeing Miyagi, the Miyagi Do uh, dojo, like being back in being mm-hmm. back in the uh, the old estate with all the cars, and and this is where we're going to train. And I was like, oh man, that hit me in the member berries big time. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So those were those are my favorites. I mean, there's more, but <laughs> I, I even I even like that. Uh, I even like that throwaway line of "I love this part." You know, where where he's like, "Okay, now we're gonna put it all together." The wax on, wax off stuff. That was kind of meta. That was you know. Yeah. I mean, it 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 for as referential as it is, it doesn't necessarily break the fourth. You know, it doesn't break the fourth wall that often. But that was super meta yeah it was a little wink it was a little wink at the fourth wall but but no you're right I, I liked it too it was fun you guys want to know something shameful i associate in my brain because i saw it way more wax on wax off with teenage mutant Ninja turtles to <laughs> the secret of the <laughs> really awesome. that's funny yeah like it's just whenever i hear that i immediately think of michelangelo sure yeah instead of instead of daniel and mr miyagi but it's like i know it's from that but for whatever reason my brain auto auto goes to tmnt2 man <laughs> and and i love that movie toka yeah. and Rezar are cool in my book i don't know why everybody doesn't like him <laughs> no they were it's right a, man they were right it's fun it's fun i liked it it's a little super, too rap super super shredder is like simultaneously <laughs> yeah, yes. the coolest and most disappointing thing ever <laughs> it's the most 90s thing you could do that has, kevin, so that and have uh, vanilla ice in it <laughs> yeah oh yeah did you know that it's kevin nash yes oh yeah, super oh, yeah. Shredder. yeah. Yep. i did not know that yes yep. Um, no, yeah, going from Vanilla Ice straight out to seeing that big roided up super shredder. Um, I thought the turtles were dead when I was a kid, I thought it was <laughs> over for them. Yeah. I said, This guy, but that was like the coolest, uh, the action figure. What uh, the oh, super yeah. shredder action figure was one of the, like my prized possessions as a kid, and I remember I would do. Uh, wrestling matches with my WWF ring, but I would also <laughs> be like my turtles were in there. Thundercats, like it might be Lionel versus Hulk Hogan in the main event. But um, I always had super shredder go over. He was like the biggest heel in my company. And six uh, foot eight, just 350 yeah. pounds. Oroko sake. <laughs> he just straight murdered people. 
every night. And I had a little flashlight. <laughs> I had a flashlight that I used as a spotlight and stuff too. It was great. That's awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, Super Shredder was the coolest. I was so angry that he was in it for like half a second that he yeah. kills himself. I was like, what is that crap? <laughs> <laughs> it was like the coolest thing that was ever put to film. And then it's gone. And and the ooze apparently can make your armor even cooler. <laughs> yeah. like his, his armor was suddenly better. It's apparently a symbi- symbiote. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> How do you? I've always said symbiote. Yeah, me too. Oh, I, yeah, symbiote. Yeah, that's how I like Marvel. To say. Marvel trolled him, didn't I see? Like in a comic book late, late, late last month, trolled oh. Sony about the pronunciation. Perfect, perfect. I know. I know there were some other podcasts that uh, I listened to that were like really just dying on that hill. They were just like, this is how it's pronounced. I was like, oh, guys, push your glasses up. Obviously. I got over over it pretty fast. I mean, I remember the first time I heard it, my head cocked to the side, like, nope. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, yeah. It is what it is. We're getting a Venom movie. That's like, that's that's what I take away from it. I didn't care that she mispronounced symbiote. We're getting a Venom movie and it looks kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing I have to constantly remind myself, even though I'm reviewing some of these things, uh, is like, man, as a kid, I w- if I would have told myself that there were going to be these things, I wouldn't have believed it. Like there's going to be right. an infinity gauntlet movie. No way. We can't even get a, a decent captain America movie or punisher movie for that matter. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Um, with Marvel Netflix series all the oh, time. Yeah. Like I'll be watching that and be like, I would have never like assumed I'd be like a Punisher man watching that. I was like, Oh my God. Like, as I'm like reacting in horror to the stuff happening, I'm we like, had Dolph Lundgren. That's who we had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. good stuff. No, it's really is. Stuff. Really is. I'm, I'm, I'm a little, <sighs> the superhero thing is going to crash eventually. And maybe by that time I'll be ready for it, but I'm not looking forward to it. No, I'm not exhausted at all yet. No, not no. one bit. What kind of put that in my head? I was watching this. Um, I was watching this YouTube video. It was super interesting about. Uh, I wish I could remember the name of it, but it was something about uh, like what happened to the heroes or why did the heroes change? But it was basically talking about uh, movies like Logan and uh, what other movies did they mention? I can't recall, but it's you know it's that kind of when when you when the more optimistic hero like. It, turns it's more um when people start to favor more like the anti-hero type and then they pointed to unforgiven which you know yeah if you're talking about logan or even old man logan point to unforgiven and but it brought up the point of like unforgiven of course that was way at the tail end of the western's pop popularity but was kind of the the final nail in like going from the more optimistic like uh glorified western hero to (laughs) the lone ranger type (laughs) yeah and then eventually it kind of turns to like the darker the the anti-hero and the more realistic depictions of like what these quote-unquote heroes would be doing and then eventually you get unforgiven where it's about a guy who used to be the one thing ended up the other thing tries to give it up and it ends up in a a bloody mess um (laughs) right and just the you know so the video kind of connected that kind of genre arc to the super all the superhero movie stuff and i'm like oh does that mean oh no is it ending is it ending soon is it almost over i don't know i think 
I think that the superheroes, though, if done well, and and I think the MCU is doing it pretty smart. You know, like I don't think they're perfect, but I think that they do they do have clever people writing. Um, like right now, we just came off of uh, something super heavy in the Infinity War, and the next big movie is going to be the Ant Man and Wasp. I think that's just a brilliant mm-hmm. move. I mean, like it's time for some levity. It's time for some fun. Till the last five minutes of that movie. Yeah, I, I still think his daughter is going to disappear right in front of him. Something <laughs> oh, has to bring Scott into good the call. fight. Something Ooh. has to bring Scott into the fight, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Ugh, it's going to be yeah. awful. <laughs> well, Not heard, awful. The movie's going to be, I mean, heard the actual here. moment. The moment is just going to feel awful <laughs> to see happen. Yeah. But that's my guess. Oh, yeah. Ooh, and then Jane, Jane Van Dyne comes back and she disappears. Like right you spend the whole movie yeah. trying to go into the quantum verse to get Jane back. Like, oh, I finally know how to do it. I finally know how to bring her back. You get her back and she disappears too. Well, there's a lot of people that think the quantum, uh, the quantum space, the quantum zone is going to play into the next Avengers because maybe that's where everybody is. The soul, like that, that's how you access the soul gem or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Which. I don't know about I, I see I'm not sold on the idea that everybody's in the soul gym. I just think Gamora is. Yeah. Oh she is for sure. But I guess I shouldn't go too spoiler heavy for the one person on, in the world who hasn't seen it anywhere. <laughs> At this point, I think if you haven't had it spoiled directly, the memes have done it. That's very true. Yeah. Like you can't escape those memes. Well, I gotta ask you guys then really quick. Who do you think do you think anybody that perished in infinity war will ever be back like i guess anybody who died before the snap is my, my question because everybody post snap is coming back do you think any of the characters that died before that are going to come back korg <laughs> if he's dead at korg. all korg no. is back he's coming back we didn't i didn't see no rocky corpse okay so he's perishable fine. rocks no no perishable him, rocks him and valkyrie chick is they're going to be back meek. yeah they were covered in and paper meek. See, well, they, recovers they, rock. they do make a point to say that, like, there's like a quarter or half of the Asgardians that were on the ship uh, were spared. So my guess, yeah, Valkyrie probably crew- got on a, like a, a skate pod and cruised out of there with a bunch of Asgardians. No, yeah, they did make a point to say that. And I think that's I think that's probably why. But I'm so um, happy I, that you brought I, Korg up. He was the best part of it. <laughs> he's my favorite. So good. So good. Uh, I think. But. With the exception of um, Gamora, I think everybody who died po- pre-snap, I think they're done. Yeah, yeah like who? Because who else died? It was basically Gamora and Loki Vision. and Vision. Oh, oh, Vision! I don't mm. see. I think yeah, I didn't. I think that do away with Vision. Yeah. Might, mm. I think Vision's a character you don't need in yeah, that universe. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I agree, but. Of all the characters, like, I mean, technically, he's a robot. Yeah. Like, they, he'd be the easiest seems, to bring back. It seems like a strange, I mean, like, it doesn't feel like he has closure if they end him right there. Yeah, that's true. But they could. They yeah. absolutely could. Well, and Loki will be a, that'll suck. But um, I think the addition of, like, Valkyrie and Korg and Meek to the Thor universe, I think, will will cushion that blow pretty tremendously. Yeah. I Are think- we going to get another Thor, do you think? Oh, yeah. I think we will. Yeah. Based on like the bonus features of of Thor three, it sounds like Hemsworth would be down. Yeah, Hemsworth. I I saw an interview with him. 
Yeah, I'm not getting the same vibe off of him as the other two. No. Like I saw an interview with him where he said um, he went into this one kind of burnt out, but uh, Taiki Wakiti or however you pronounce his name, uh, he said that the, what he did to, to freshen up the character really excited him and he would gladly come back for another one. So yeah, I think Thor is going to make it out. I do think uh, Cap and Tony are toast, yeah. uh, which sucks. <laughs> like I'm gonna, it's gonna be hard to like. I hate. I never cared about Captain America until Chris Evans played him. Like that's oh, yeah. gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be pretty rough to see either of those characters go. But yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, Iron Man, Robert Downey, Robert Downey is great in that. I'm not super attached to Captain America. Like for the most part, the first Captain America was like okay, it's okay. It wasn't a bad movie, but it kind of served a purpose. The other two were just like they were good movies. That happened to be Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Movies. yeah. So yeah. like Captain America wasn't the draw for me. It was totally like, hey, these movies are good, though. Oh, yeah. OK. This is a good spy movie. This has everyone in it and it's Civil War. <laughs> Can we talk about my favorite scene from Infinity War, though? You bring up Captain America. I I want I play it in my head all the time. This is my friend Tree. I am Groot. He- I yes. am Steve Rogers. Like literally. <laughs> that's, yes. That's exactly how that's Captain good, America yeah. would handle that. Yeah. <laughs> he would totally just politely introduce himself. I just love that nobody even like bats an eye at the fact. I mean, obviously there's aliens invading the planet, but come on, like nobody bats an eye that a, a walking tree and a raccoon just showed up with Thor. Like, <laughs> wouldn't they? Yeah. You know what? You're right. Nobody qu- even, it's not even played off as like, whoa, that's weird. It's just like, oh, they're here. Yeah. here here's these guys. Yeah. Look at Thor these guys. Thor brought friends. <laughs> like, yeah. like even Bucky, <laughs> Bucky literally no sells rocket. Like, yeah, whatever. Like it's not for sale. And I just sit there. I remember sitting there going like, wait, this is a tree and a, a talking raccoon. You've seen nothing like this yet. <laughs> like, no, right. You haven't even so met funny. Thor. Have you? Has he even met Thor? Oh, I guess. Oh. No, no, not at all. Well, he might've seen him on like news or something. Sure. But sure. I didn't even, you know, that's so funny. Dustin. I didn't even think of that while watching it. I was just like, well, we all know these characters. Doesn't everybody know them? Yeah. No, you're right. They should be like, uh, at least take a a moment yeah, to just themselves like be, be like, okay, like okay, so this is Thor real. is here with a pet and a tree. Um, but the other really quick thing too, um, Rocket. I'm really excited for the next one to see like Rocket's story. He's the only guardian left aside from if you consider Nebula a guardian. Like all oh, of yeah. the rest of them are gone. And I saw some, uh, I guess a. Uh, preliminary concept art that got released onto the internet this week. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it's like all the core Avengers and rocket with them. And it's just so awesome. And Hulk is in like armor. Like he's wearing like a suit. I'm just like, Holy crap. Like if Hulk, I mean, cause obviously Hulk's got to come back and, and fight Thanos. I think everybody's forgetting. I, I, I think Hulk's going to end up with the gauntlet on like, that would be awesome. I can't imagine what that <sighs> would be. That seems like a terrible idea, though. Uh, well, but I think it's like such it. a bad idea. I think this like story, though, and if you recall, a few months ago, uh, there was an interview with uh, I, I, I want to say um, Feige, where he said that uh, basically Ragnarok was the beginning of a three movie story arc for Banner and Hulk. And I think like if you watch Ragnarok, he's speaking, he's uh, in control of his. Like mm-hmm. uh, as, as, as in control of his temper as Hulk can be. And um, the idea that Hulk won't come out because he's scared of Thanos, I think is going to be the catalyst 
for Banner and the Hulk to get on the same page and become that Hulk that, you know, we saw in the, uh, I guess I, and I haven't read a lot of Hulk lately, but I know when I was a kid, he would be sitting at a bar having a drink as Hulk. Uh, he was, Mm -hmm. uh, he was a part of the world. And I think that's got to be the natural progression for Hulk. I think it would be amazing. It's either to that have, or World War Hulk, where he right. just like gets his revenge on everyone. Yeah. So I don't know. That's to me. Those those are some interesting things. I'm so excited. I don't think I've ever been this excited about a movie. It, it's an exciting time. Infinity War was it was pretty awesome. It's definitely I think one of the for me. I think Thor Ragnarok and infinity war kind of my favorite of the marvel movies yeah right now for sure they are i mean and maybe not I, necessarily like the best but they're my favorite yeah of them I could, I could watch ragnarok over and over just i mean there's so much there so much there there is i Jeff just read this sparkles yeah hey <laughs> hey sparkles i love that god <laughs> Goldblum. the uh i i finally picked up ragnarok on blu-ray and it has the uh team daryl uh, extra. Which oh, nice. I, yes. love that. Yeah. I love that stuff. The original uh, Team Thor vignette was amazing. I just read it, guys, that Marvel's TV head, I'm guessing Jeff Loeb, uh, hinted that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. may prepare introduction of the Fantastic Four. Which Oh, that'd be awesome. I'd be way into that. I need to get caught up because I haven't watched the current season. Uh, of it's really Agents. good. Yeah, I really it's liked really the, the season before this last one, so... Oh, with the writer. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah. And, you know, and I, I talked to a lot of people who just never gave it a shot because yeah, the first season, the first half of it is a struggle, but yeah. once winter soldier happens, once Hydra is exposed, like the show got really good. Yeah. Really fast yeah. and super fully Easter egg. Like if you're a, if you're a heavy sweaty comic nerd, like there is so much in that show. Um, I mean, it's where well, they were, it. they were basically doing the whole secret empire. Uh, yeah. Hydra controls the world thing at the same time that the comics were doing it. And I argued this before. Uh, I don't know if I did it on the show or not, but I argue that they did it better. <laughs> I think agents of shield did it better than the comics did. Yeah. With Ada as Madam Hydra. Yes. Just all the, the real de- there's like, if you want to, if you want a comic property that gets really deep, like some deep cuts, like for characters they brought into it. Um, I mean, right now, um, you know, uh, I guess I don't want to spoil it cause you haven't seen it, but like, there's a really interesting character twist and the character becomes somebody else. And you're just like, Oh, nice. Oh. Um, and I will say too that the new season calls back to previous seasons so well that, uh, like, because I know they filmed it as if it was the series finale, but it's been picked back up for a uh, ten episode season huh. six, um, which will air in the summer of 2019. So we've got a long ways to go, a whole year. But it, it would have served, I think, greatly as a season, a series finale too. So they tie up pretty much every loose end that the show has had over those five seasons uh, and leave a pretty blank slate with a few little. Uh, things to branch off of if they were to get another season. So um, next season might be a good time for people to just jump in. Uh, Cause I don't know that you'll need to know a whole lot other than a few little things that I'm sure they'll give you some uh, backstory on, but it's, it's gotten really, really good. Hmm. Agents is on Netflix right now. I think I'm going to have to. Is it updated? Again. Like all the new yeah. episodes are on it. I believe I'm it not is. sure how recent it is, but I'm, I, I, I dropped off in season one. So I, I've got some catching up to do anyway. Yeah, I would say if you jump back in around like episode 12 of season one, I would mm-hmm. say is is when it gets it gets better. 
Uh, and then, yeah, the, the Hydra thing completely changed the course of the show. And I think that's what a lot of people miss is that I think when they were writing that first season, they knew that everything they were doing until Winter Soldier came out was pretty much for naught. And so they just went with like kind of a freak of the week type formula. So it was like a procedural alien threat superpower show. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah but then it, it, it becomes so much more after that. And we've had some crazy like space time travel, uh, you know, portals opening up it's been crazy like it's i'm glad it's that they've super steered sweaty. away from uh the inhuman thing because i think that was slowly that i think that's where i was kind of falling off was was like oh everything inhuman this is basically the in inhuman show i'm Although such a sounds like it's better than the inhuman show was <laughs> i don't know just because i'm such a marvel cinematic universe mark that i liked inhumans and i'm so bummed <laughs> that oh. it's not getting a second season because i just i guess I, I yeah it was the worst marvel thing they've done yet i right. think but it was the worst avenger sorry <laughs> <laughs> but it, it still told a story that i'm like shoot i wish i could I'm kind of bummed I don't get any more of that. But yeah, I mean, when they cut Medusa's hair off just so they don't have to pay CGI to have Medusa's hair be Medusa's hair was kind of a bummer. Oh, yeah. Like, like what's right the point the after that? But uh, Lockjaw was awesome. <laughs> like, I <laughs> love there you Lockjaw. Go. <laughs> so, no, it's, I hope that, I don't know, I, maybe when the Disney streaming service comes on, I, I give somebody a, you know, get Joe Buck out of there and give somebody a second shot at Inhumans, like a season two. I think there's there's still enough there that they could have some fun with it. Probably won't happen. But do you see fans are trying to get Agent Carter renewed in place of Roseanne? Oh, that'd be awesome. No, I liked I, I liked Agent that. Carter. There's a campaign for that right now, yeah. Yeah, it was okay. I liked the first season more than the second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. Well, they basically were trying to tie it too much into uh Agents of Shield too. I don't know what they mm-hmm. were doing with that. First season felt like its own thing and second season felt like they were trying to make it part of a bigger universe and didn't yeah. work as well. When's 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 Legion coming back? I know that's it's already season two. Did, yeah, already season started, two just yeah. Or did, is, it, is, is it, it over? Is it, I don't know. It's only like 10 episodes, I think, but I don't know. I'm oh, behind. Okay. I, I haven't caught up to season uh, finished season one yet. Yeah, I don't oh. have whatever FX or whatever. So I catch it later. But yeah, yeah. I'm still working through Preacher. (laughs) Yeah, that's on my list. Did either of you watch that one with uh, Chris Maloney on sci-fi? It's uh, based off a graphic novel about a little girl's uh, imaginary friend that goes with this deadbeat cop to try to save her from being abducted. What? Uh -uh. Okay, hold on. I got to look it up because I can't remember the name at all. But I watched it. It was pretty fun. Uh, Happy is what it was. Pat Oswalt's the voice of the... uh, of the unicorn, the little, the little animated unicorn that follows uh drunken Chris Maloney around New York while he pees on himself and gets hammered and fights crime. I remember seeing the promos for it and thinking that it looked interesting. And then it just kind of disappeared. Like I, all the promos for it just seemed to disappear. Yeah. I, I dug it. I dug it. I don't know that it'll get a second season because nothing, <laughs> nothing ever seems to go my way with TV. When that's that's the thing I worry about. I mean, like bringing it all the way back to Cobra Kai. That's the one thing I worry about. They're they're attaching Cobra Kai to this this YouTube Red thing, which feels to me like an untested commodity or an untested, uh, you know, I don't know, service. And uh, I need it to continue. <laughs> like I, feel like I might continue uh, paying for YouTube Red just because I want Cobra Kai. I want I feel- more. 
I feel like that's a show that some other networker like Amazon Prime or somebody would pick up after the numbers so. they after the numbers it got because what was it like just and it, it blew away like previous download numbers for like first oh, episodes good. on a streaming service I believe. Well, that There's makes me one feel more. Sorry, jumping around. There's one more episode. Actually, the last episode of season two of Legion will probably be probably be out by the time this episode goes up. Oh. Um, were you were you guys talking about uh, Cobra, Cobra Kai again? <laughs> we found our way back <laughs> just for a second. Yeah. Okay. The first episode had like over forty million view plays or something, which oh, is cool. crazy. Yeah. yeah, crazy it, of Cobra Kai. Yeah, well, yeah, because the first they, two they are free. For free. Yeah, I was gonna say, but either way, still forty million people went to YouTube to watch a show about the mm-hmm. Karate Kid. That is pretty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, guys, that feels like that feels like an episode. <laughs> it does feel like an episode. <laughs> feels good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> feels like we've come home back to Miyagi Do Karate. <laughs> Where's my bonsai tree? I I had a bonsai tree once, and it I did not do that thing very well. I kind of want to buy another one after watching that show, though. I killed a palm <laughs> tree once, so I'm not going to uh, even mess around with a bonsai tree. You just got to get a real American cactus from Cole Otto. <laughs> Be a patriot. <laughs> Be a patriot, Be a patriot. Yeah. in these dry times. <laughs> I love that whole interchange, even down to the really stiff, awful uh, uh, outside crescent kick that he uses to kick the boba tea. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, if you were going to do that in slacks, that's what it looked like. <laughs> Without ripping your pants, that's what it looked like. I have to buy stretchy pants now because my butt's getting big enough that I rip jeans and friggin' khakis, so I... Have to get the, the the stretchy fabric jeans and khakis now. <laughs> That's your J Lo booty right there. <sighs> Shake what my mama gave me. Dustin from the block. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to sing the rest of it, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey Dustin, <laughs> if, if people enjoyed listening to you on this episode, where uh, where can they hear you? more um yeah you can follow me on twitter at smohawk uh same on instagram uh make sure you follow my uh, main network uh, at pw mothership on twitter and instagram and on the pro wrestling mothership on facebook and then uh yeah hit tpublic.com slash users slash pro wrestling iowa do me a favor pick up a t-shirt if you think one of them are cool and uh, prowrestlingmothership.com. That'd be good to get in there. Um, I think you should probably check that out. And um, I don't want to be a bummer, but uh, today is I, we're recording this on the, the June 8th. And I just like Anthony Bourdain was a huge influence for me just as an individual or somebody like kind of a, uh, I, I, I long to model my life after him. I, I enjoy food so much. I enjoyed his show. I enjoyed him as a human being. Um, and so I'm really sad today that uh, we lost him. Uh, but I think it just is a great reminder that if you are feeling anyway depressed at all, please uh, don't hesitate to talk to somebody. Reach out to a loved one, a coworker, a medical professional. Um, don't be afraid to get help if you need it. 
um, life is worth living uh, to see how it all comes to a conclusion, I think. And that's, uh, you know, unfortunately, Anthony's gone, but um, I, I do hope that the way he lived his life kind of will live on and people can kind of still take uh, inspiration from him because regardless of his last days, he was still an incredible human being who brought a lot of cool stuff to the world and put a lot of focus on uh, people and places that didn't get that same focus. So uh, that's my sappy rant, but I just had to get that in because today's the day. It's, it's been bumming me all morning or all day since yeah. I woke up this morning and saw it. So, uh, but just, yeah, if we can get anything from this, you know, and in Kate Spade too, I don't know a whole lot about that, but obviously another prominent, uh, uh, famous, influential person who uh, also unfortunately took her own life. We just, we got to normalize the, the idea of talking to people about it and getting help. Um, cause when you're that successful and you're that, uh, famous and you still don't reach out to get the help because of the stigma, there's something wrong with the world. So I just, that's my, my two cents. I got to get that in there. Cause it's, uh, it's important to me. So absolutely get some, get some help, get some, get some phone numbers and take care of yourself and be a part of this world because it's, uh, it's going to get better. Agreed. Agreed. And, and being from the heartland, I think, uh, we've all, the three of us have kind of grown up in a culture of this idea that will you just suck it up buttercup. Uh, and that's something that needs to disappear that, that mentality. Like we need to understand that, that people are going to have problems and there are, there are, uh, resources and there are people and there are ways that you can get the help that you need. And it doesn't change who you are as a person. You are, I mean, you are you and yeah, you have good days and you have bad days and we need to, uh, we need to be able to recognize it. We need to start, uh, I don't know. We need to start feel fielding these things and, and yeah, just do a better job in general of, of understanding each other, I guess. And I pulled it up here really quick. Uh, you know, the national suicide prevention lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Uh, so it's, it's, it, it, it's not a bad number to have in your phone for anybody. Uh, if you want to give it to a friend or, or, you know, if you need to reach out yourself, um, it's a great resource and they'll help you and help you get the help you need. So I believe the episode, I just, me and me and Dustin just recorded an interview. Um, and I believe that episode will probably go up either the same day or just before this episode goes up. So if you haven't checked it out, uh, go to electronicmediacollective.com. I'll have a link in the show notes to the episode specifically. And it's basically, uh, me and Dustin chat and, um, I kind of caught up with all of his, all of his recent, uh, pro wrestling mothership and, uh, capital capital wrestling podcast, all of his recent podcast happenings. So, uh, it's been a big yeah, year you for should Dustin. Check that it's, out. It's, awesome. getting, it's getting wild and wacky. That's for sure. Wild and wacky. <laughs> so I'm actually looking, uh, so August 3rd, there's a revolver show in Dayton, Ohio. And then a buddy of mine, uh, his uncle runs a USA championship wrestling out of Jackson, Tennessee. And the main event for that show is Jerry, the King Lawler versus James Ellsworth. And uh, so I'm thinking about, so I'm thinking about waking up Friday morning, making the 10 hour drive, like literally waking up at like 3am making the 10, excuse me, I'm getting the clump just thinking about it. The 10 hour (laughs) drive, the 10 hour drive all the way to Dayton, go to that show and then wake up early and take the six hour drive to Jackson and then go to that show and then wake up Sunday and make the nine hour drive from Jackson back to Des Moines. I'm thinking Ooh, about it, man. and that will be Ooh. officially. I've paid dues then, and I've made towns. So that's <laughs> yeah, <my>. yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You're driving more than some of the wrestlers do now. <laughs> oh gosh, I know guys who put in. You know, and that's the thing. I you know, I, 
completely off topic, but that's the thing. It always amazes me how much people don't consider, especially independent wrestlers. Cause you know, if you're WWE, yeah. you might make enough to catch a flight here and there, but obviously they still have to drive, you know, they're not catching a flight from say they run Omaha one night, Des Moines, the next they're driving like right after oh, the yeah, show for straight sure. through. Yeah. Uh, but some of these independent guys, like a guy like Kurt Stallion, I'm pretty close friends with. I know weekends where he's uh, put 30 plus hours into the car. On I a can't weekend, imagine that just my back sure. locks up just doing like a, a seven hour trip. So right? doing right. that and then having to wrestle, I can't imagine it. Oh yeah. It's insane. It's, I mean, it takes a very special breed of individual to be able to do that for a living. Like I know I couldn't like travel like that. I think that's it. I've been Randy. I'm I've been Jesse. Oh, <laughs> Whoa, sorry. Both of us are awesome. We're Dustin and Jesse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I like that as that's how we should introduce Jesse every time. We'll just use that clip of Dustin, even if he's not on it. <laughs> you guys will be one person now. <laughs> Essentially, uh, Mike and Richie. This is fantastic. Everything's coming full circle tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, listener. Uh, take it easy, everybody. I don't know how to sign off at Bites. We don't have like a. We don't have yeah, anything. We don't. S- sweep the Grolics. <laughs> After Dustin, you had your 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 spiel, and then and Jen, Jesse added to it, and I was like, "What if?" Then I just come back and just say <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. worst possible thing <laughs> I could think of. You officially became the believe- Daniel son of this whole episode. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. You lived long enough to become the villain. <laughs> you know what? It is life is worth living unless you're Johnny. Then you need to. <laughs> <laughs> Cobra Kai right. needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, whoops it was going so well <laughs> and that's the moment that all three of us landed our first class ticket to hell <laughs> right, right, right.